Hello and welcome to Good Film Hunting. Did we lose one of our core members? No, I'm here. I just grabbed a a charger. Should I explain what Good Film Hunting is? Or do you want to? Go for it, Annie. Explain. Okay, I'll grab it. Okay. So, hello. Welcome to Good Film Hunting. This is the podcast where we, two sisters who um, grew up watching movies, now live in different parts of the country. So, we podcast with friends and family um, (laughs) about the movies that we all watched in our childhood. And today we have two very special guests. Eleanor, would you like to introduce? Well, sure, and then I'll let her. So we have my roommate, Anna, and it's really exciting because I haven't told you guys this, but she went to a special pre-screening of Queen of Cotway with the director, the stars, and the Fiona, the subject of the movie. It was super Oh, my goodness. Right? In L.A.? In yeah. L.A. Yeah. So, Anna, tell us a little bit about yourself, like where you're from, what do you do? So, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's like a really cold part of Wisconsin, but it's okay. We get past it. But I moved We to love Milwaukee. I see. I was, I which is so weird. I was like, most people don't like <laughs> Milwaukee, but it's fine. Um, but I moved to LA a year ago for grad school, so now I'm getting my master's in film and media studies. So, I'll be graduating in May, which is really exciting. I'm almost done with that. I'm in the presence of so many masters. <laughs> Yeah, he's in the presence of three masters. Yeah, we got to get that master's degree so he can get an actual job after graduation. Make that money. Yeah. So, um, and I really like film and television, but mostly television, but I also like to watch films when I have the time, like Queen and Copway and like Zootopia. Zootopia. So good. I haven't seen Zootopia yet. You haven't watched it? (gasps) It's on Netflix. No. It is on Netflix. You've heard the Shakira song, though. Yes. (laughs) Try everything. <laughs> it looks like Greg was about to defriend me after seven and a half years over the fact that I haven't seen Zootopia. So, Lanny, I'm willing to desister you because you haven't seen Zootopia. Zootopia of rivalry is real. <laughs> okay. What? So, Greg, our other guest, please introduce yourself. Wow, I'm just honored to be here. So. <laughs> I am a Philadelphia native um, who recently moved last year to Ann Arbor, Michigan for some studies, uh, not related to film, but hoping to kind of break into the, <laughs> the industry. Through the medical route, do you want to break into it by like operating on filmmakers? You, yeah. Plastic yeah. surgeons are or a thing out here. But wait, he's not going to be a surgeon. What are you going to do? And they're like, okay, yeah, they you're do. right. They cut. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that's enough. But um, I think, yeah, this is a unique opportunity because the person who first encouraged me to stroll into this wonderful paradise that is Uganda um, was Eleanor Huntington. So I remember our first chat as a, as a young sophomore at Notre Dame. Oh my gosh, that's um, true. It was in La Fortune, right? It was in La Fortune, yeah. So many, yeah. so many mems. <laughs> and I also mentioned something like really random that just happened right now. I just realized that all day, and I've been like out in public, I've been wearing my leggings inside out. <laughs> okay, okay. Before we get into the podcast, I do because I haven't talked to you since this happened on Monday night. I had the most Mindy Project moment ever. So I got home from work and I was just like tired. So I was like, I'm just gonna sit on the couch and watch old Mindy Project episodes, which I did. 
But then I decided what I wanted more than anything in the world was an Eminem McFlurry. But I also was like, I don't want, I don't have any cash. I don't want to put a McFlurry on my credit card because then it's like, I'll be like shamed in the future when I come back. <laughs> yeah. That's real. So what I did is I went to my change bucket and counted out like $2.50 in pennies. Oh my And I was wearing um, like my PJs at this point, like totally braless. And then I was like, okay, I have to put on a sweater and flip-flops. And then I walked two blocks to get a, like, go to McDonald's, paid for it entirely in pennies, and walked home. And I was like, Mindy would be proud. This is true. so true. You, this is this really is true. It. So, Eleanor, that's great, because that's, like, your favorite pop culture moment of the week. Mm. So, so that's what we start with. We start with, like, our favorite pop culture moment of the week. So, Eleanor is her own personal Mindy project. Yeah. Um, so, okay, you guys go. I have to think of mine. I have to think of mine. Wait, I don't know. There's so many oh. moments this week that have made me angry. Yeah, so I think my favorite um, came yesterday when Greg and I saw the Queen of Kachwa together. I have to say that the Ugandan music video at the end with, like, salt is the spice of yeah, life sauce. Like the- yeah, it didn't stay that long. Oh, oh no, it didn't stay till the end. Oh, Eleanor, you missed out. That's so Don't worry, I'm seeing it again for a third time on Monday. We'll be fine. <laughs> well, stay till the end. Yeah. Okay, how about you? Mine, mine was probably yesterday. I was affirming Anne <laughs> because she's a phenomenal teacher and really brings her co-teachers together, um, from what I've understood. And so we were talking about it, uh, walking home to her apartment, cool. and suddenly... I, I guess I affirmed a little too much, and she decided that it was necessary to um, thrust her hips and bump <laughs> me into the red car that Hip was <laughs> parked. Um, I think so hard at depressed us both. <laughs> there was a lot of confusion about what had just happened. He was on really the bad. ground. <laughs> it and, was, yeah. Okay, side note, Anna, he's running the marathon on... <laughs> tomorrow so he's on the ground and i'm like oh shit i just ruined your marriage and uh, once again this is no longer a safe for work or safe for kids podcast (laughs) (laughs) i tried really hard i made it like seven minutes this time (laughs) snap for annie okay so anna what was your favorite pop culture moment of the week um I don't really know, but I did have a weird adventure yesterday when I went to Walmart and the lights turned off. And in the store, in the store, like the lights just shut off really randomly. And the only thing I could think of was the fact that you know how like there's that whole clown craze going on. Yes, which is terrifying. Which is terrifying. The only thing I could think of while the lights were off was what if this is a clown sighting or a clown oh, thing going gosh. on? I was like, I'm not prepared for this. So I was like, everyone <laughs> exit the building. We are all going home. And I was like, this is weird, but. The lights came back on, and there were no clowns, and I came back safely. I was like, this is really weird. Talk about this for one second, that there was a clown that tried to steal a baby and gave up after being kicked in the shin, because apparently the best way to defend yourself from a clown is to just kick it in the shin. Number one, it's terrifying. Number two, that's hilarious. <laughs> also, it's really great that we've shifted the cultural conversation away from, like, zombie apocalypse to, like, like actual clown invasions. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's like, it. Pat, yeah, with this, like, obviously, like, very natural transition <laughs> to the Queen of Gotha, <laughs> we should start talking about it. Okay, so who is going to provide us with our logline for the movie? 
So we usually ask our guests no, to no. provide a logline, ideally in some poetic form. I prefer haiku, but you can pick your own method. Limerick is also acceptable. Free form. What is it called? Acrostic poem? That would be my favorite. Q. Quality. You <laughs> will enjoy. <laughs> e. A. Annie. A. Queen. Oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> she jumped to the next part of the film. Everything is wonderful <laughs> at the end. <laughs> but not really, which is best. No, I agree. Okay, can we just uh, start talking about it? Okay, provide a logline for real. <laughs> okay, am I going to do it? Okay, so I'll start us off. So this is a Disney movie based off of an ESPN magazine article that became a book about a young girl from the slums of Kampala who becomes a chess champion. Boom! Mic drop, Eleanor. How was someone supposed to follow that up? Owned it. Okay. Okay. Can I start the conversation? Yes, by saying asked like four the times. end of the movie, the... The credits were my favorite part. I thought that was the most powerful part of the movie. Not that the whole movie wasn't great itself, but I I walked out and I turned to Greg and I was like, if they're basing movies on people whose lives are still going on, like, that's the way they should end all those movies. Okay, and yeah, that actually, yeah, seeing the impact. But I think you need to backtrack for a moment and describe what the credits are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so people... Loyal podcast listeners. Um, In the Netherlands. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the Netherlands! Um, We should do like a roving podcast and go to the Netherlands. And meet all of our fans. That's a pretty good We could do so many podcasts in Europe. Okay, anyway. So, um, in the credits, dear listeners, they bring out the actors who played the characters in the movie. And then they have their Ugandan counterpart, the living person who was based, uh, who the character was based off of. So it's so beautiful to see, um, like I loved, I think my favorite was the girl who played Knight, and to see her get down and show the respect of like trying to touch that woman's feet and have the other woman be like, no, 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 like stand with me and see all like the character, the, 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 the actors and the real people hug and be like, this was really a collaboration. Like these people, we're part of the movie making process. And then to the same end, like I, we stayed for the end credits and I was like looking at, you know, the credits and who did what. And like the chess consultant was, was Robert Katende. And, um, I do need to watch the credits. I will not leave early yeah. on Monday. <laughs> so, so I, I liked that too, that it seemed like it was very kind of, even though it was like, Disney, blockbuster, Miranar film, big filmmaker, it still kind of felt like it came from Uganda, you know? But also, this is something I'm starting to think about more, too, is I I do believe in a certain sense that female filmmakers are better at involving the community in a way that, like, male filmmakers don't even consider how much that builds up the story. Because if you think about... um, I'm blanking on her name, but the woman who directed Whale Rider, who also directed McFarland USA, Nikki, and McFarland USA is pretty, pretty, like, standard, it could have been a very standard, like, 
white savior sports movie, but it was great going to hear her talk because she worked so much with the community. That's why the movie took so long to make. And it, um, and it makes a difference. Yeah, kind of going off of that because I did go to the premiere and since they had like the actual actors there, um, David Oyelowo actually spoke on that point, how the film was at, you know, a great man. How he was saying, he... he he literally was like, this movie would have been different if it had come from a male perspective because then um, Fiona herself wouldn't have been the center of the whole film. But Robert rather, Tende probably Yeah, but her, but her chess coach would have been the center of the coach and how he feels that having like a female director as the person behind the film really brought the story to life more than it would have if it would have been a male director. And I was like, this is true because like you got to see all the different aspects, mostly from her perspective as she's the one that is I mean, it's revolving her, around her life, and you get you see her coach, but it's not like oh, we he's there to kind of help her. It's like no, it's her, and he's just there to help her move like through life and what like through chess. And I was like, that makes a really big difference, and I think it also touches on the emotional part of it. And like Eleanor said, they probably probably wouldn't have had the actual people who their lives were based off of as the end of the credits, or even like to help them with the process of the film. Yeah. It's such a it's such a good movie, and it could have been got, gone bad so easily. So easily. So easy. And what's also great, too, like, with Mira Nair, she's someone who cares about the country in a way that couldn't have been... Because, like, Disney could have taken an out, and they could have kind of protected themselves from any type of, type of outside criticism if they had picked, like, even, like, just a black American filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now they could have been kind of praised for being inclusive in that sense, but, like, picking Mira Nair was so important because she grew up in Kampala. She's someone who, like, knows and loves this city. And I also... It was interesting, too, because one of the friends they saw it with, I was like, yeah, it's, like, really cool to see movies where there's literally not... I mean, I guess when they were in Russia, that was, like, the one thing, but I was like, there's not a single white face in the movie. And then someone was like... Oh, there was yeah. just, and there's that hit me at the end. I thought like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen a white face on this film in so long. Until that music video at the end. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, and, and it was interesting too because someone was like, oh, but at one point, like in one of the markets, there was like a light skinned person walking, and I was like, oh, that was like in my mind, it was like that's very clearly yeah. an Indian woman, like because oh. So, no, Eleanor, there was, at the very beginning of the movie, when they're first showing, um, kind of, the bus, the, the buses, like, yeah. on that main street in Kampala. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. And her little brother is walking around dancing. Yeah. And goes up. There, there's a woman who stops. And, and picks up. Money. Yeah. And it's a, no, it's a white woman. It looks like a tourist. Like, she was oh. wearing, like, safari clothes. Oh, they're so, the worst. They were, so, <laughs> so I, that also made sense to me, because... I feel like that's very, in, in in my experience in Uganda, like, I was the only white person sometimes, especially there, and in that moment, when, remember when I met her brother? Yes. Yeah. I, I, like, once you left, I was like, oh, I'm here, like, this is, this is me, but, um, yeah, it was interesting, I don't know, I thought it was, they did a really good job, thoughts, what are, I think, yeah, I'd like to kind of talk a little bit about Eleanor's point about like her growing up in Kampala, I just felt like it was so true to the culture and these like not so glamorous, like just everyday things like making chapati and like mandati and then linguistically like these, these things that wouldn't make sense to anyone watching this film in the U S that isn't familiar with East Africa. 
but like we're just so true to like how people say certain things That's and like they were willing to just like make people confused here in order to like be true to a whole you yeah. know culture and i just love that that was what was so breathtaking is all of the small like they it's true like they didn't need to make any of those linguistic changes like in patterns of speech and even the way um you look at lupita how she walks and i was like the way she walked was so particular and it was outstanding and even just the way they combined english and luganda in a way that's like very true to how actual ugandan speak because it would be like thank you nyabo and you're like yeah people say that like, they will mix, and it was, uh, the intonation was perfect. Like, uh, David Oelio's, like, facial expressions, and I was like, I, that, it, it was breathtaking in that sense. I think also the fact that they use actual Africans for the film made a big difference in that as well, because they could have easily just taken any African-American actors to do it, but, like, their whole cast was, like, of African descent in some way, shape, or form. So I think that really impacts, like, the speaking with the language and intonation because we all know Will Smith did not do a good job in concussion (laughs) with that accent. (laughs) So actually having people who understand and know how to use those intonations, I think really made a huge difference in, like, actually keeping true to, like, the um, Ugandan, um, like, linguistics. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, there's one scene where there was, there were a bunch of school kids, like, walking in like like by the actors and i was thinking i don't know how prepared like the community was when they were filming this because it looked so ordinary like it yeah it was just amazing i think they were probably setting up shop and people were just carrying on with like daily living to a certain extent as they were filming i don't know like if you guys know about that no and like this is something the second time i saw this movie um one of the things my friend pointed out to me was the way they were walking in the community, it must have been so challenging to film because I even know for me, like, I worked in places like that and just watch, I had to watch where I was stepping all the time. <laughs> like, and to do that with very expensive camera equipment, I was like, <sighs> like the level of coordination, but, and they could have not done it. Like they could have not done it and they could have gotten away with it too. And that was like, what makes this movie so special. Yeah, but... Yeah. I feel like it just, I, I, and I was talking to Greg about this, I feel like every movie that's, like, set in a country should be done like that, yeah. with the same level of intention, and, um, because even for me, like, you guys, I don't know Uganda, obviously, as well as you guys do, but, um, having been there, and just hearing, like, the hmm, you know, like, when they talk, know, like, so exciting. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, and, like, so I, I mean, I know India a little bit better, but, like, whenever they make Indian movies, like, sometimes they do, like, the right kind of head bob, and sometimes they do, like, one that's obviously, like, kind of Hollywood, and so to see something that's done correctly, and it's just so, like, beloved by a culture made me so happy, I was like, oh. I was thinking that, like, this is probably, for a student or someone like going to Uganda for the first time, I think this is like one of the most accurate like glimpses of what life is like. Like I would refer someone to this over anything else I've seen. And yeah. it, like, oh, especially these terrible movies movie. like Last King of Scotland. Oh, shoot me. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, but I think like a Disney movie could be the most accurate like especially idea. because yeah, it, 
If you ever attempted, like, the ES, have you ever read the ESPN article or the book? No. I mean, it is, like, the most miserable book known to mankind. Like, oh, my God. I just remember reading it and almost, it's like, throwing it down, like, after, because it starts with uh, her in Russia, and it's, like, the author's, like, and she's never heard the sounds of, like, a mosque before, and I was, like, that's, like, strictly not true, because she lives essentially next door to the biggest mosque in Kampala, and here's that five times a day for sure and I was like these people are so dumb and they're like they framed it as if she had no concept of anything except like, for where she lives in. yeah I mean that's what I think they do that to try to kind of make the audience or reader feel much more worse for the um for the actual character but it's like that's not really how it is like yeah Life continues yeah. everywhere else. It's just yeah. like your experience is completely different from hers, and I think that I think that again, like what makes it even better is that you actually have someone who's lived there and actually knows the experience of like Fiona and what she's gone through, or like yeah. his experience. It makes it so much more. And I'm also shocked that um, that was so well done, especially for a Disney film. I don't know what Disney has been doing lately or who's in charge, but yeah. they need to keep it up They've because been it's like they've been killing life. it so far. I was like, I told people like, I know it's a Disney film, but everyone needs to go see this because like very rarely does Disney do anything this well. Very rarely. It's awesome. Well, it gives me hope for like Moana. Like, in Thanksgiving, like, Mm -hmm. I think that they'll do that well. I mean, also, Lynn is attached to it, so, like, excellent. But, yeah, (laughs) no, I agree. I mean, they're doing good things. But I'm also, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I read that article about Mulan, like, they're going to do a live-action Mulan, and I hope they do that well. Because it is based on, like, a real Chinese story. Well, and they're also, I would say that they're going to do it well, because particularly, it's, it's been in the last six months that in a sense, um, representation about Asians or Asian Americans has become much more of an issue mm-hmm. because what's your name? Const- no, Constance, Constance Wu? Constance Wu? Wu? Who are you? I, I should know. know this. But I just know she's from Fresh Off the Boat. But she's yeah. kind of like spoken out about it as well. And mm-hmm. that's, she, it's incredible the movement that she's generated because yeah. she's even mobilized like a little bit more established male Asian American actors to become more outspoken like John Cho yeah. from Harold and Kumar didn't used to be as like politically vociferous about Asian American issues but he's now become I know um but it's also because immediately they started like a global search for Mulan I think they will do a good job I think they will I think they realize that you can't just they're trying to get a Chinese actress right I think so, but I think they could they could also do a Chinese American actress. I yeah. don't think it would. I think it would be different than, for example, uh, what's that movie about? Like members of a geisha, where they're like, it's like set in Japan, but like there's one Japanese actor in the entire cast, and it's like Malaysians and Chinese. Like I don't. I they can't get away with that anymore. Wait. Okay. I have a question for you guys with know this answer. So the girl who plays Fiona is she Ugandan? Yes. Actually, she, yeah, she is so adorable. It's really funny because like she never seen a movie until like wow. this experience. Like she went, they were talking about like the first movie she ever saw was Jurassic World because um there are not that many like There's movie like, theaters. One movie theater, not it's where I saw High School Musical three. <laughs> 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 of course, but there are not that many movie theaters there. So like David Oyelowo and like Lupita took them to like their first movie experience, and the first movie experience was Jurassic World, which was like that, that is so intense for your first movie experience. But like 
all those kids were found in Uganda. Like they were all but, from like the area, and and they, she was luminous. What? So this is also my question because I know that I mean, as in lots of places, there's like a division between like poor and rich in countries yeah. throughout the world. Were these kids? Were they from Katwa or were they from like? The nice areas, like the um, schools that we see. They were all from, like, the slum area. So the only person who was, like, kind of middle class was the girl. She was my favorite. I can't remember. Oh, what the Gloria? Boy, Gloria. She was the only one well, that also, was middle class. Well, also, you can class. tell in a certain way because, like, she wouldn't have that much hair otherwise. Like, at least in the slums, like, no, no oh, because, girl had yeah. that nice hair. That you was, like, my first spot. Yeah, she's my favorite. Actually, but she in was. the book, her, her character in the book, like, Gloria is hilarious because she's just the sassy little girl. I, know, who, like, I love it. Doesn't I love anything anything. when she started screaming and he had to <laughs> he like took my plane. Around. He took. I was like, oh my god, this is the best. But yeah, she was the only one that was actually like of like a middle class family. Everybody else was like poor, or lower. Who was the little guy, Benjamin? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's so, like, so small. Now, like that—that that makes me happy that they were from Kakwa and like we're we're representative of those people. But I wonder if they're going through the same thing that they depicted in a movie where, where they've gone to the West now and are going to have a hard time returning. And I'm, and I'm sure that this is bringing, you know, financial returns to their families and, like, they can probably maybe move out of Katwa or, like, into a home or the suburbs or whatever. But, like, I'm wondering how this is going to change their lives I, now. I had that a they question. Have- yeah, I wondered that because the they did their Q and A via Twitter, and I deleted Twitter a while ago, so That's I couldn't ask. Because like my question was really like, because like with Slumdog Millionaires, you use the kids there, but the question is, what happens to the kids and their families once the movie's over? And I have the same question about these kids. It's like you use people from like the community and who's like this is kind of their first experience, but what happens afterwards once the film is over? Once you're done promoting it? Once it's all done, so what do these kids do? They go back to being living in their old lives, or does they get better? Mariner, <coughs> for her first major international release, it's the movie Salam Bombay, and that was working with like slum children, for lack of a better word. And I want to say that she had put systems in place, and like I think it's hard too because for Slumdog Millionaire, what was problematic about that is they didn't consider it until they got outside attention. Whereas, I'm just working on the assumption that because Disney clearly put so much intention into its representation mm-hmm. that they weren't going to, like, stop it at the premiere. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I have to, I have to work on the assumption. I was like, that would be so sad if they, they've done such a good job and then they're just like, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> our, our responsibility ends here. Yeah. But, it, also, it also makes me wonder what the responsibility, what responsibility Disney has to the community of content. Right, like not only the individuals that were part of the film, but like in terms of development projects right. and things like that, and how do you do that appropriately? Or supporting that ministry itself, or, like, you exactly. know, or realistically, even because you have to rent any space and you have to like pay production assistance and you have to pay extras. But I, because this was like the first major. international picture to be like filmed in Uganda I don't think any of those laws are probably in place yet yeah I think they might have to like figure it out now since like most people might try to start filming there you know once you find a country where it doesn't have stuff that's really in place where you get the tax tax credit you try to come in there real cheap and like oh we can do this for like no money but it's like no they probably have to set something up 
is beautiful. So, I mean, it's a, it would be a great place to shoot films. I mean, it's gorgeous. But I was also thinking that, too, um, in a sense, because I know that countries, like, charge money to film there, like, just in general. Like, to, So I was wondering how... And I mean, like, I hate to say this, but, like, I know that there's um, a certain level of corruption, you know, in the government. And so, like, where did that money go? And I wonder if if Disney is at all tracking that, too, you know? Um, Because it could vary. I mean, I I know South Africa a lot better. And, like, the president in South Africa was, like, definitely... But it was shot also partially in South Africa, I saw. Like, the the government would kind of take it, and it very infrequently gets to people who need it, you know? Um, So, anyway. Interesting. Yeah. It is. Oh, I'm very happy. It was really good. Yeah. And when we saw it, Greg and I saw it in this like small movie theater by us. There were like all of these older people. Like yeah. we were the only people under the age of fifty, yeah, I would say. But that's also something we've talked about. How it's not doing that well at the box office because even though it has a like phenomenal marketing story. campaign, yeah. well, also it's like a, it had an expensive marketing campaign, but it's, it's like. Everywhere. For several reasons, and it's because, like, it presents a version of sub-Saharan Africa that people aren't used to, but it's also, like, people don't really, people don't want to see movies like this because they think they'll leave feeling badly. Yeah. And also, I think, because a lot, people don't like international films in the first place, mostly because they're like, oh, I can't understand it, or I have to watch subtitles. So the fact that they do use, like, linguistics from the actual country, I think, would also throw some people off. But I was like, I don't think that should, like, stop people from actually seeing this film at all. It just adds to, like, there's a different part of the world that you need to understand exists. And it doesn't always look the way you want it to be. And everyone speaks differently even here. So I don't see what the big deal is. Just go see the film. Right. Yeah. The idea of, like, the guilt or the just, like, feeling sad after the movie, we... We're on our way out, and that woman turned to us and was like, I'll never complain about anything. Like, what? The rest. And it, yeah, like, it, you know, it, like, there's, there's a sentiment there that I think, like, is maybe important, but it was also like, there's so much more to this. There's so much yeah. beauty here. Like, I hope you're not leaving with, like... Oh, my god! I left excited and, like, super in, like... I loved it side because I was like, it's so much better than I expected it to be, and it was such a great move that I was so happy. I was like, this is great. I didn't leave like, oh my god, what? I have to be grateful for what I have now. Okay, what? and the second time I saw it, it was interesting because I hadn't really thought about this scene, and my friend brought it up, and she's like, the scene I think I liked the most was when they had the family had been kicked out of their home, they were living on the street. And Robert Katende came and just played chess with them. And it was like, there was no further expectation. And, like, he wasn't coming to save them. There was nothing that he really could do. Like, yeah, he obviously had more money and lived in a nicer house yeah. than them. But it wasn't, it was not for the sake of comparison. It was just to be like, this is how I am supportive and this is how I am with you. And, yeah, like, it, like there's nothing about this movie that calls out for saving. Yeah, you can see that with the credits when they talk about, like, how most of the kids are now, like, kind of living with them, and, like, they're trying to, or they're doing more things with their life where, like, some of them are going to university, some of them want to be, like, computer sciences and, like, engineers and doctors, and I'm like, this is great, why can't we just stick with it? Just see the movie and see the positive of it instead of trying to find the negatives in it. And I think it also doesn't neglect the fact that though these kids are going to university, they could run into the same problems that Robert Katende ran into where he was, like, very smart, very high in his class. But it's still, like, a different society, and they will not have the connections, the cultural capital, that, and that 
like, that's also very true for the United States. Oh, yeah. Like, it's who you know. It's how you were raised. It's like, if you just, if you know how to operate in certain sectors of society. And they don't, yeah, I don't know. Well, also, kind of along those lines, what I loved um, in this film is that, like, there was no saving. Like, Fiona kind of saved herself. Like, it was very much about her and, like, her own growth. Um, but there wasn't, like, a white person doing the saving, you know? Like, it wasn't a white coach. It wasn't, you know... It wasn't a donor. You saw no international donor being like, this is great, I care about chess in America, so I'm going to found an orphanage. Which is, like, dumb stuff that happens routinely in places like Uganda. (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah, I think also... It's something I was reflecting on was just how it was so true to, like, her fame in the country. Like, it wasn't, this wasn't a Disney movie where they were taking, like, one story that they heard of, like, in this, you know, remote slum in Kampala. It was like, no, she was a big deal. Like, her flying to Russia, I remember that being in the paper, to play this, like, international chess champion who, like, then championed her cause. Like, this was as big of a deal as the movie portrayed. And I think that was really neat. Oh, it was good. Okay, well, it. we might actually have to wrap up because we need to go see Mama and Papa Huntington. And we are um, soon. <laughs> yes, and you have to tell Dad to see it. He keeps telling me Mom wants to see it, and I'm like, no, you want to see it. You just don't realize it yet. Okay. okay. Think of well, how much we'll he would up. love this. He yeah, would get, we'll like, super emotional. Emotion. He would get so oh, emotional. Yeah, he's crying throughout the, the whole My thing. Dad love you, Dad. Emotional. Emotional. <laughs> Sometimes our dad listens to this, and then he gets... <laughs> then he'll be like, Eleanor, you don't speak at all. And Annie does all the talking. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't feel like that was true this time. Anyway, I talk a lot. Okay, so we end our segments here on um, Good the hunting. Good Film Hunting podcast by talking about where in the world we want to go right now. Um, it can be anywhere. So, who would like to start? I would definitely want to go back to Kampala, and a lot of it is because of this movie. The f- I'm the first time I saw it, I was honestly I like lost my breath because I just it was incredible how quickly I was transported. And for me, it's been like now seven years since I've been. I think I'm not really good at math. Maybe seven years since I've been. So I would love to go back, particularly to Kampala. Okay. Um, I am in the process of trying to go to the Dominican Republic to teach English, so that was where I would really love to be right now. So, fingers crossed that that works out, and I will be there for 10 months teaching, which would be really cool and super awesome. So, it would probably yeah. be very close to Eleanor's um, experience in Uganda, but in Spanish instead. And we would go visit you because there's nothing Annie and I love more than take, taking trips. <laughs> and you're always welcome. You can be Christmas 2017. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gregory? Um, I would definitely say Calcutta. I think mm. uh, Anne and I were together over the weekend that Mother Teresa was canonized. Mm. And just hearing about Anne's time there and just Mama T in general, um, I feel like I, that's somewhere I need to go. That's true. Um, and then for me... <laughs> I actually just had a great, oh, yes. I know this is, like, probably very strange, but I'd love to go to Haiti right now. Um, I just feel like it's been very, I've been, like, shocked at the lack of information and the lack of response to what's happening there right now. And so 
I don't know. I And I have wanted to go to Hades for a while now, so I would just like to be there, and I'd just like to, to be there. So anyway, that's that. All right, so you can find more about Good Film Hunting. We're on Stitcher and iTunes. Are we on Spotify yet? No, they only do the big um, podcasts right now, so they don't have an option for, like, just regular podcasts. Mm -hmm. But you're going to become big. Yeah, Yeah. we are going to become big. So our business card's currently live, but they won't in the future when we become big. (laughs) Right. Um, and we're also on Tumblr now. We have a Tumblr, but it's Ooh, I still, didn't like, know that. Oh, yeah, we have a Tumblr, so that's exciting. And, um, but, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Oh, and if you're in Chicago, um, and you want to come to our next movie club event, it's going to be on Wednesday, October 19th. Um, we're going to vote on a movie. We're thinking of having it Halloween themed, so it might be, um, Hocus Pocus, or, um... Or um, Casper. Double Toil and Trouble. Double Double Toil and Trouble. Sorry, I'm voting. So, um... (laughs) I'll invite you to the event, Eleanor, so you can vote, too. You, too. (laughs) Yeah, even though I know you guys will be in L.A., but... We'll be one here. Um... Yeah, maybe when when I'm in LA over Thanksgiving, we can host the first LA movie club. This is true. That's like you love to do a lot. That would be a good launch, you know. Yeah. And okay, again, for Chicagoans who want to come to the event, our food theme for that week is chips and dip because we here the Burling Babes, which is my roommates and I, think that's what we call ourselves. um, (laughs) We've decided that our favorite food category is dips. So we're going to be selfish and ask people to bring dips. Um, so anyway, okay, that's right. my plug. Have a lovely day. It was nice seeing <laughs> okay. you guys and right. meeting you guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Bye.